For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 386 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Wynn. Oh, buddy. I'm going to see how long I can uh, fucking keep this train going this evening. I've got strep throat. I am not feeling it. Oh, no. Um, Dude, I'm sorry. You know, the likelihood of me catching something when I'm undergoing the chemo with my fucking immune system being all fucked up was pretty high. Um, Right. And sure enough, it got me. It got me. So I am not feeling great, but that's not going to stop me. No, sir. Recorded a high potion yesterday, recording a blue harvest today. This train keeps on moving, son. Man, you're a badass. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I appreciate it. Um, you're a badass producer. So listen, we got an episode of uh, Bad Batch to talk about this week. We've got some... Things are starting to heat up on the, the Star Wars front with Mando being just like a little over a week and a half away. Celebration just around the corner. You know, Jedi Survivor coming up. Things are heating up. So we got... We That's got a lot of content. Mm-hmm. The wave is building. Yep. And listen, if you're someone that likes content, boy, do boy howdy, do I have a fucking... Holy moly. Do I have a, uh, a suggestion for you? That's to go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com. For all your Blue Harvest needs, you'll find links to all our uh, social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, where I've been streaming more more lately. you also find a link to our Patreon if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as $3 and get access to all our bonus shows. You know, oh, what kind of bonus shows? I don't know. Cooking with Will. Oh, no, it's Hall Solo. Immediate reaction to all these crazy Star Wars shows we'd be getting. All kinds of stuff. Yep. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast for all your Blue Harvest needs. Big shout out to uh, our patrons. You guys are the best. Absolutely. So, buddy, how's your week been? It's been good. It's 
been a good week. I can't I complain. I don't know about you, but I heard a whole hell of a lot about some fucking severe weather and tornadic activity. It didn't get too bad yeah. where I am. How was it where you are? Yeah, it didn't get bad here, really. There was some some uh, rain and some wind, but yeah. not 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 the not the scale of storm I was expecting. Not here, at least. Yeah, I mean, they closed schools here and shit. They did uh, the same here. Yeah, it went. It didn't get that bad. There was some wind, some rain. I mean, I have definitely been in scarier tornado esque uh, situations living here. You know. Right, right. So, buddy, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, we're getting close to Mando coming out. So the promotional, the Mandalorian promotional scene uh, is, is pro- promotional machine, rather, is in full effect, right? And so... Is it em- really? Yeah, Empire Magazine, right? They're like, hey, we got a special Mandalorian issue coming out. Here's a uh, a special subscriber cover, Right. And it's got like this layout of Mandalorian helmets, like hologram style. So, you know, this comes across my desk earlier this week. What's my first right. reaction? Oh, let's see. Is Boba's helmet in here? Well, n- no. Well, I don't know, right? I'm like, okay, that kind of right. looks like, uh, well, that's definitely the armorer. There's Paz, right? That's Bo-Katan. There's the Mando right there slap in the middle. Right. And I start looking, I'm like, well, that's not Boba. That's not, that's not, that definitely isn't. Neither, well, oh, oh, this one's got the right rangefinder, but no, that's not Boba either. Ooh, what about this one down here, right? You see this one down in the bottom right? He's got I the do, dent. Yeah. He's got the right rangefinder. He's got the scratches here, the scratches, you know, being sort of a new feature that were added in Book of Boba. And I was like, that might be him. But I didn't want to get my hopes up too much, right? It certainly might be. Well, then, this guess what happens? The wow. Star Wars Twitter is like, um, you know, it starts doing this thing where it's like, hey, like this tweet and we'll send you a different Mandalorian helmet every day. In the lead up to Mando Season 3, like a, a picture, right? Yeah. So I do that, and I think the first one they did was Bo-Katan, and the second one they did today was the Armorer. Well, somebody... Some ingenious son of a bitch hacked the server and got all the pictures. I don't know if hack is oh even my the goodness. So here they all are colorized, right? And so you get a better look at who everybody is. And, you know, some of these are kind of generic. Like this one right here, this one was in the first season in the big pile of Mandalorian helmets. Down okay. In the, the, the covert after all the Mandos got mm-hmm. killed on Navarro. Um, right. So here I go again. I'm looking. All right. Well, well, there's that one that had the right rangefinder. That's definitely not him. That's just like a that's a Death Watch Mandalorian. Right. And here's the other one. The other one that yeah. could have possibly been Boba. It's not. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I don't think it's him. A, the green is not the right color for his repainted armor. B, the scratches that are on it are in a different direction than the scratches on the Book of Boba helmet. Now, could they be fucking thinking about the potential merchandising machine and give Boba another damn, um, you know, paint job and new look and armor in this third season, I guess, but I kind of feel like that's not him. Right. I I think that's not my dude. 
Now, obviously, that doesn't rule him out of being in the season. Just um, from where I'm sitting, that one was the closest. It is the closest, but it's... Oh, look at that zoom action. You see what I mean? It's not the I right did, color. I that. Um, and, like, wouldn't even be the right color if this was supposed to be, like, Empire slash Jedi era Boba either. Um, so I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Plus, I mean, listen. You got to think, oh, oh, Boba's got a little cachet. If he's going to be in season two, they might keep that a secret. I'm not going to throw that out in a promotional campaign on Twitter, maybe. Who knows? No. And the thing is, the way they've set him up in the book of Boba Fett, you have to finish that. I don't know if you do a book of Boba Fett season two or if you just do a different Boba Fett story. Like, you have to finish that. Like, his, like, that can't just be the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I agree. I think you gotta have him show up again. I don't know where or when. I mean, I don't think they're done with Boba, right? I don't think it was no. like a... A happy, uh, a happily ever after ending with him on Tatooine with his like, you know, his uh, his his space kids now that he's looking after, right? But I don't know, man. What do I know? Um, this next thing, I'm actually kind of excited to get your thoughts on it because, well, you'll see why. You remember this fellow right here from the Jedi Survivor trailer? He looks like he's going to be like one of the antagonists. Yes. Guess what they guess what they announced today? What is that? That he is an alien he is a member of an alien species known as the and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, Jendai. G E N apostrophe D A I. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, what does that mean to me? You know who else was a a Jendai? Who? Will Dirge. Oh, really? Yeah, Dirge. Okay, the guy he fights in the Jindy Tarakovsky Clone Wars? Yep, that was first introduced in the comics, and then he showed up in okay. the Clone Wars micro-series. Uh, Dirge has also been showing up in the newer Marvel comics, so he's like part of canon again. Um, but yep, yep, homeboy, that's what he is. So we're going to get to fight against one of those fucking hentai mar- uh, nightmare people. That's crazy. It'll be cool to see. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the fan fiction for Jedi Survivor is about to get real weird. Because they're like oh, a, really? Well, right? They're they're basically a bundle of tentacles, sentient tentacles with a head. All right, this is what old Dirge looks like under his armor. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like an over-dramatization for like animation. I didn't know if that was really how it was going to shake out and like I think on that's, screen. I think that's still the the basis of that. Um, yeah, their bodies were made up of a. Ma- this is, bro. This is the canon entry on Wikipedia. You take this shit oh my seriously. Goodness. It says their bodies were made up of a mass of regenerative. Whoo, stumbled across that one. Tentacles, allowing them to regenerate wounds quickly. Oh boy. Oh Shit's boy, that's going to gonna be fun. Shit's about to get real spicy. Um Oh, you want to watch this? There's a there the first clip from Mando season 3 released and I haven't watched it yet. You want to check this out? Absolutely. It's 44 seconds. Let's see. 
As I was saying, there's a beautiful parcel available right down here by the flats. I appreciate the offer, but I have some matters to look after. Well, I'm confused. I thought you had completed your mission, but you're still running around here with the same little critter. It's complicated. I completed my quest. He returned to me. I removed my helmet, and now I'm an apostate. Which is all the more reason for you to stay here with us. Where you're from, you may be an apostate, but here you'd be landed gentry. All right. Old Grief, grief Carga trying to get Din Djarin to retire on Navarro. Would you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Dude, I like little Grogu spinning around in the office chair. I do too, since swiping jelly beans from Grief Carga's desk. Oh, Bless you. sorry. I hope that does not start a uh, chain reaction. Sometimes, that was a full-on dad sneeze. Yeah, sometimes my sneezes are like Pringles. Once I'll be popping, I don't be stopping. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Well, what is wrong with me? Hey, man, sneezes come in like series sometimes. Um, and I have dad sneezes. I don't know why. They're unnecessarily they're fucking loud. Fucking powerful, man. Bro, yeah. I feel like I could. I'm like the fucking big bad wolf about to blow the fucking house of twigs down off of somebody's head ass chinny chin chin. That's right. I don't know, man. I'm dumb. All hopped up on antibiotics and codeine cough syrup. Oh, man. That's a potent healing brew, healing combination. <laughs> yeah, this shit better be kicking in um so we knew i well i don't know if we i don't know what we or me or you knew but we knew that um you know uh Andor right was going to be shooting its second season soon if not already they're already shooting it um really yeah i saw some pictures of some some people that uh took some pictures of some sets um that were going up somewhere in the UK, I believe. So they're, they're rocking and rolling. Oh my god! Be That's quiet. cool. Um. So yeah. Oh, dude. There was one other thing I wanted to show you that was cool. I went. I went by it way too quick. Cool. Okay, here. These are some of the pictures from Empire Magazine. Their Mando episode. All right, listen. If he's going to Tatooine and hanging out with Peli Motto again, Peli Moto, he's in Boba Fett's hometown at that point. You don't think That's he's true. at least not going to go over and have like a, a refreshment and a snack at Boba's palace? I mean, you would think, right? Or at least pop in on Fennec Shand if Boba ain't there. Look at these boys. Look at this picture of Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni and John Favreau took this picture for Empire, and Dave Filoni looks like the stepdad that calls you Kimosabi. Oh my goodness! How's it going, Kimosabi? I've never seen him without the hat. Well, he's got the hat on, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I've never seen him without it. Oh, he 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 makes some appearances, Sans hat, but most of the time he's rocking. Bro, I searched Dave Filoni without hat, and all it did was bring up pictures of Dave Filoni in the hat. Yeah, right. Look, there he is. Look. There he is. Yeah. There's the old phony baloney. 
Buffalone baloney. Look at that. Oh, my God. He looks like he's in a fucking acoustic cover band that plays Wonderwall three times in their in their set. Oh my goodness. Oh, did you see the young Filoni? Look at him. Oh my goodness. Talking with Uncle George. Mm. This is not good content, us me looking at pictures. Of uh of Dave Filoni. Of, of Dave Filoni in different time periods. I like the. I mean, I like the fact that he chose the hat. He was like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm making a decision for my public persona listen, now, forever." Listen, cowboy hat as Annie Anda Jones, as leather. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a hat guy now, right? Right? Did you you knew that well? You know, I'm kind of a hat I guy did. now. I'm I'm aware. So, like, I respect the game. I respect the hat game. I just, I don't know. I've never worn a cowboy hat. Maybe now's the time. You know what I mean? Maybe now, maybe that is what I do. Maybe I am a hat like that's that's expert level hat guy shit right there, man. The cowboy hat, yeah, out in public. And his in isn't even full on cowboy. It's kind of like that in betweener of the Indiana Jones hat and a cowboy hat. I mean, I guess it's technically he's, a cowboy. You hat. know what? He's a hat guy who has a hat guy. You know what I mean? He got he got, <laughs> he, he has a guy. He goes He's got to. a place he goes. Yeah. You know, he has a closet full of boxes. Yeah, a hatillaria. Uh -huh. Now, see this? The uh, Coyote Peterson hat? No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh. That's the old crocodile on D. Yeah, fuck all that. Paul Hogan head ass. All right. I'll stop. Oh, somebody got Dave Filoni to sign a hat. That's funny. That's really good. All right. What'd you think about Bad Batch this week, Will? Jeez, Louise, what am I doing here? Whoa, Nelly. It was slow, but uh, reconciling for Tech and Omega, and it kind of gave you the feeling, the the angle that Tech doesn't respond with his emotions the way other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tech, and you know peace and love tech might be a little bit on the spectrum right you know who knows that may be that may be something they're trying of, to say yeah i got a little bit of that vibe from him you know i'm certainly uh, somewhere on that spectrum myself so I'm, de I'm certainly not hating nor would i but i like that's kind of the vibe i got in this episode i was like why wait a second why can't he understand why she's upset it's like it makes a lot of sense why she would be yeah. upset even after she called, you know, the ship their home, it's obvious she's freaking out that they lost that ship. Yeah, and like you, you like when you think about it from Omega's perspective, right? She's she was cooked up like a quiche in a test tube, right? Yeah. And then for the first ninety percent of her life, she lives on Camino with the shady ass Caminoans, right? With a scientist that made her. Right. Not right. a mom. Nope. Like, not a parent or a family. And then, like, it goes to shit there. Order 66 happens. You know? They're she all gets like, 99 out. <laughs> they're all like, oh, shit. The, the Bad Batch didn't respond to Order 66. If, except for old Crosshair, of course. And, uh... Of course. Like, so she runs off. Now she, like, she finds herself with a family, right? This A-team-ass right. team of Clone Wars, 
right? They're like her right. big brothers, right? And one of them pieces out. The dude that's like yeah, the fucking dips. the Swiss Army man, the Swiss Army knife of the Bad Batch, just dips to go hang out with Rex. Hey, and he was very—you can tell that he was the voice of reason, not the voice of reason, but like they're all extreme, right? The Bad Batch was extreme. Yeah. And one of the things that Echo did was he was like the—he was the clone that came out the way he should. Like, yeah, he got fucked up. And got a bunch of, you know, computer parts put in him. But his personality and his training were the standard clone trooper stuff. So he's like the voice of reason most of the time. In a lot of those episodes, he's the one being like, you know, look, this is kind of crazy. Like, you know, what we're doing here, I don't think we should be doing. Like, he was... And he got... I don't know. And it's clear that Tech and Wrecker are at each other. Like, I said that to say this. Like, there is a, a real abrasion between Tech and Wrecker. They have not had to be just them in a squad in a long time. And when they did, Crosshair was in there, I'm sure, to mediate a little bit. Be an asshole to everybody. I, uh... I tell you what. I'm Team Wrecker in that versus match. Wrecker versus Tech. I'm Wrecker yeah. all day wrecker all day son um and, and records i know tech was being a smart ass and he was processing it in his own way like quite obviously the loss of echo in his own way by you know going at wrecker um who saved his ass instead of the initial bound of iridium ipsum ipsum sorry yeah that surge cola that they were fucking mining yeah. Dude, I was the, the so, nitroglycerin, space nitroglycerin. I was so fascinated with that process, like the process of mining it. That little tool that Omega was yeah, using, was the cool. little mining tool, where she just dug into it and then it had like a needle, so she get that surge cola out. That monster. Um, she was good. At, excuse me, she was good at it too. Hey, why? Okay. So, like, I get it, right? Like, Echo, he got all blowed up in that one episode of Clone Wars. And then he got taken by, like, whatever, the Tech Guild or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they did all kinds of... They turned him into a Swiss Army knife and they plugged him up to a computer. Why did he get all pasty, like, old-school dog shit, though? I don't quite understand why that um, man's so pasty. I just think it's not healthy to be a half-cyborg, right? Like... I think your body really probably enjoyed. Plus, he was inside. He wasn't just having experiments done on him. He was like some sort of predictive. The the twisted shit was like they had him plugged into a computer, and it was basically using his brain to see what the clones would do. Mm -hmm. Like it was running scenarios and seeing what the clone's brain reaction would be and, and trying to anticipate their moves by studying what one of the soldiers would react to like that's super fuck he was in like the matrix of we're just gonna continuously fuck with you to see how you respond i gotcha sounds like hell and yeah, that's and then they right. unplugged him from that and like that's how that's when he was all fucked up yeah i think that shit will turn your skin gray suck in your cheeks no! Ooh, Man, see, powerful. Ooh, I'm gonna blow a kidney out my back sneezing that hard. Um, <laughs> stupid, so stupid. 
Blood kidney stone clean through the floor. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I think somebody just shot at my house. Oh, it came from inside. <laughs> the call's coming from inside. The, the fucking zipper on my jeans is smoking like a revolver barrel. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know that it was necessarily slow. Like, there was some shit going on in this episode. But it also, I think, like, after the last two episodes, you do kind of have to slow the pace down a little bit. There's a lot of stuff going on in those last two episodes. Palpatine showed up, for Christ's sakes, you know? That's that's true. But it was the same, kind of. It was just the whole arc. Mm-hmm. You know, the first yeah, episode and this of is that a, was pretty slow. Like, And this is, a, I didn't realize that we were staring down the fucking barrel of another two-parter. This is certainly a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be real fucked up? I'm if, sure they get the ship back. Or maybe they get a better ship. Who knows? But um, they probably get the ship that's back. That's kind of what I was wondering. Is this their um, Mandalorian season two moment where they get rid of the first ship to bring in another one? I, I don't know. I don't really know what they're going to be doing with that. It'd be cool if they got a ship big enough to to put that other ship in a hangar. Oh, you want them to have a big ass ship. Yeah. <laughs> um I do. Like I guess it's the Corvus class ship from uh ooh, the campaign on Battlefront 2, the Aiden Versio story, that ship that she's got. I got that you. ship is tight. Isn't that the ship that uh, old Moff Gideon was using? No. Yeah. Is I think so. If it's not, it's damn near close to it. Let me but see. But like that exact, that size. Let's see it. No, no. Her, now, no, that ship was cool. It had those extra little bits on the side. Yeah, that Corvus yeah. ship was cool. I forgot about that. Um, so, let's see. Uh... Yeah, I kind of wonder what's going to happen with the Bad Batch ship. I was going to see what you thought of that, too, because what did he have? He had a Class 456 light cruiser, bruh. That's what he had. Can we spice that up a little bit? Couldn't spice that up with something cooler than a fucking 456? All right. Well, it's got stocked, stocked with dark troopers. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and might I add, um, Sid Sid was really pissing my ass off at the end of this episode. For the record, I was about to that information the 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 trash that that dude talked about Sid started to show its trueness this episode a little bit, right? Like, yeah, you should come pick us up. You sent us over here. Our ship got stolen, and then she's like, oh, "I'll see what I could do in a few days." No. Yeah. And then she hung up, hung up on him. Rude. 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 I'm starting to turn on you, Sid. That is not how you treat friends. Or even acquaintances. I don't think Sid has friends. Mm, sure doesn't seem like it. Um, well, she's got Wanda Sykes. I would say Wanda Sykes. I wouldn't is a, call that a friend. An associate, I guess. Exactly. <clears throat> um, so another thing I wanted to hit, now we'll see how this plan pans out. I'm always hesitant to get too excited about 
you know, oh, this is what's going to happen at this con or whatever. But the Hollywood reporter is is reporting, as they do, about Hollywood. And in this case, they say that Disney is expected to unveil their film plans for Star Wars at Star Wars Celebration in April. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's That'll see be fun. It. Let's see it, man. Let's see what you guys got planned. Is old Damon Lindelof involved? I sure hope so. Show me what you got. Yep. Let's see. I hope it's something cool. I could come out and it'll be like David Lindelof's gonna come out on the stage of celebration. And he's gonna say, "Hey guys, I've got the best idea." For my Star Wars movie. We're doing. Sid from Bad Batch. A Star Wars story. Oh no. And it's going to be. The. The galactic adventures of Sid. And uh, Toro Calican. Hanging out together. Before the first season of Mandalorian. It's going to be. Shizor. Scourge of Dash Rendar. Oh, now that's sick. Now that would get... Oh, dude, I'd have to take the day off of work <laughs> if they announced that. Whew, I would be excited. I'd be like, they're doing Shadows of the Empire. They said she's or Snuva's going to be there. Dash Rendar. Let's hear from our friends. Kia Kia Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crush box Kiyadi. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pot. Kiyadi, cockhead, it's a stroke. On his balls, Kitty. Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council Spooch, but he'll be bumping Spooch tomorrow. Hey, if you want to send in a voicemail or an email, holy moly, it's so easy. Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. That's what you, that's what you do. That's what that's you it. do. All, all right, let's hear from a boy, the king. The king of all times, Thomas Chansky. Hey there, Haas and Will. Hope you two are doing great. Actually, Haas, I'm sorry to hear about the strep throat. That's a bummer. Um, but, you know, stay hydrated and keep it clean. 
Um, I'm really enjoying the Bad Batch, uh, especially these last few episodes. Even though it's an animated series and there are certain things that you know they're not going to do, I don't know. Me, you know, I'm it, suspending disbelief, and I felt like in that Lion King stampede scene they had, I felt like someone was going to die, um, or someone could leave at any minute. And it's nice that they could still have suspense at that level in an animated show. Um, but I have, I have a question kind of related to The Bad Batch. In a few weeks, we're going to be entering some uncharted territory here. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, when they release things, uh, they do it for, they release what they release at the time they release it for a reason. And by uncharted territory, I mean we're going to be getting two major Star Wars things in, in one day. Um, a Bad Batch regular season episode and the season premiere of The Mandalorian. We're going to have the two shows together hand in hand for, for a few weeks. Um, do you think that that first, and I, I don't know, do you think that first episode of The Bad Batch, or I'm sorry, that episode of The Bad Batch we're going to be getting on the premiere week of Mandalorian, do you think that's going to be like a little bit of a lighter, um, you know, how... Uh, how Hunter got his tattoos or something like that? Or do you think that ha. we're going to be dealing with an intense Bad Batch episode and the return of Mando and Baby Yoda and everyone else in Mandoverse? Just trying to figure out how they're going to do it because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. I am so excited, by the way, to get two pieces of Star Wars content in the same day because it's... Yeah, like, so how long have we been like, why don't you just put them out at the same time? You know? Like, uh, right. that whole time we were wondering, like, why it was taking so long for Bad Batch to start airing, right? Um, yeah. I'm so excited. I don't know if it'll be lighter or not. I, I don't really know. I don't know if they've really considered it. That Like, the craziest thing would be if it had, like, obviously it wouldn't have a direct story uh, connection but like if I don't know the Bad Batch ran into Bo-Katan in that episode or something like some little piece of a connection yeah. like that but I don't I yeah. don't anticipate that um, Rex was using the hanger of Ahsoka's buddies right? Yeah like, the Martez sisters. The Martez sisters that was there so we know Ahsoka's out there you know somewhere at least she definitely is She's out doing Not something. That. Out doing something. Doing something. Something. Something adventurous. And this is way before they have her pinned down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I think might legitimately happen? is I, That might be the episode that um, Echo comes back. Shows up with like a spray tan and shit. Him and Rex had just been hanging out on Scarif on the beach. And he's like, <laughs> who said I look like old school dog shit? Look like tan dog shit. Hey, got him. All right, so next up we have uh, Florian, our German buddy. Hello, Hausenwill. Everybody keeps talking about The Last of Us, so I thought I'll just do the same. And I might even have a nice Star Wars connection for you. I played both games a long, long time ago. No, that, that wasn't the Star Wars connection. 
And I really like the games. I really enjoyed part one and part two. Really amazing. <coughs> and whether you know the story or not, you um, if you're going to play the game or watch the TV show, just um, keep one Star Wars quote in mind. And that quote is... That is how we're going to win. Not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. So yes, in my opinion, that's a nice connection between The Last of Us and The Last Jedi. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can already hear some eyes rolling, but trust me, that's a theme that is very much part of The Last of Us. Some characters in The Last of Us are trying to save what they love, but if you lose what you love, you sometimes start to fight what you hate. And my question to you, do you like that quote? I don't think you ever talked about it, really. So what are your thoughts on it? Anyway, that's pretty much all of it for today. I hope you have a nice weekend and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. A few moments later. My daughter would like to say hello. So, Emilia, would you like to say hello to Horse and Will? Yes. Go ahead. Hello. <laughs> would you like to turn on your lightsaber that you have in your hands? Nice. Ooh, yeah. That's cool. Bro, she just killed her dad. <laughs> Bro, that was good. That's some real Star Wars stuff right there. Um, that's so cool. That's so nice. Hold on. Uh, all right. So he says he has uh, an addition to the first one. So there's a follow-up. So maybe this is the oh. proof of life. Okay. Hey, guys. Sorry for the second voicemail. I just wanted to let you know that I'm okay. Okay, good. Turns out a good. lightsaber isn't a toy. Who knew? But I'm pretty sure I didn't see a warning label on the hilt. I might be able to sue that company. I might be rich soon. Anyway, um, during my time in the Bacta tank, I thought of another Star Wars quote, which is also a huge part of The Last of Us. Plus, it's my favorite Star Wars quote of all time. So I'm a bit embarrassed that I didn't think about it sooner. Which is... Your focus determines your reality. And I live by these words from Qui-Gon Jinn, because it's so true. How do I want to spend my time in this reality? Do I focus on the things that make me angry or sad? No, I try to have a positive outlook on things. Sure, that's easier said than done, but that is exactly where the dark side is not stronger, but more quicker, more seductive. It's easier to have a negative outlook on things than to find a positive one. Same goes for the characters in The Last of Us. Each of them goes through life with their own point of view, their own focus on reality. And quite often, they take the easy, more seductive route. But if you start down that dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? Consume you, it will. As it did Obi-Wan's Apprentice. Bro, Sorry. He <laughs> did the mic hair. drop. Did I you hear dropped. that? Bro, my man, you're coming too head. You're too heady for a man who's on prescription strength cough syrup, bro. About to this make man's me have playing five D chess. He is playing five G chess. This boy trying to make me have a uh, a fucking existential crisis of reality. Um, I do like those quotes, like um, the one about your focus determines your reality. I mean, that's just kind of a fact. Mm -hmm. 
like wherever you are focused and what you're focused on determines your aspect of reality. You cannot have perspective on what you're not focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one about, you know, uh, fighting for what you love and not for what you hate. Like that's, that's generally a good way to not become the thing you're fighting. Well, yeah. You know, and, and it's like, it was so fucking, uh, it was so weird to me that some of them angry YouTube boys, the real pieces of shit, right? Like, forget Echo. Those dudes really are old school dog shit, right? Um, <sighs> yeah. Latched onto that and hated that moment so much because it's so Star Warsy to me. Like, it encapsulates yeah. a lot of the ideals of the good guys in Star Wars. I just never understood what pe- the problem people had with that line. Because it, it, no, it was from a lady. You know, let's not cut. Delivered by a lady. Delivered by a lady and uh, even worse, a lady that wasn't white. And Um, then it had the word hate in it. Like, yeah, because they fucking live for that shit, man. Yeah, right. They'd be choking down hate like me with these halls, cough and throat relief, honey and menthol plug. This episode brought to you by those and cough syrup and antibiotics. (laughs) <laughs> brought to you by your local pharmacy. Yeah, brought to you by CVS. <laughs> Are you coming to pick up your prescriptions? Well, maybe you could also leave with a Funko Pop and a bag of beef jerky. <laughs> CVS. Are you coming to pick up your prescription? Well, maybe you could leave with a fucking pallet of condoms, a bottle of Dr. Pepper, and a People magazine. Man, that sounds like a good time. (laughs) Are you coming to pick up your Uh, prescriptions? Well, you could also leave with an assortment of Ferrero Rocher candies. (laughs) Some drugstore makeup. And some contact solution. And a fidget spinner. (laughs) CVS. Tied to go. Are you coming to pick up your prescription? Well, guess what? You could get a photo developed. Yeah, they still do that. Need a passport? Passport photos. CVS. All right, let's hear from Utah. (laughs) Utah. Dougie. Dougie. Hawes and Will. I was looking through a collectible store and came across Infinity's White Suit Vader. Have you guys ever heard of this or seen seen it? It seemed like a cool alternate universe story of Vader turning good. With that said, in Lord of the Rings, Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White to help the forces of good when evil grows. Would the Force ever send a Jedi back? I mean, if Jedi can leave and disappear, why not reappear in times of great need? I don't think this would be wise to do in the movies, but it's fun to speculate. Who would you send back for what reason? pretend you are the wills of the force okay first off we have to address infinity's white suit vader listen peace and love right i thought the first two volumes of star wars infinities it was essentially star wars what if right will so they did one for a new hope where what if luke missed the shot on the death star 
right? Right. It, that's a cool concept, right? It is. Then they did one uh, for Empire Strikes Back. They did, what if Luke died on Hoth? And then the story was all about like Leia being who trains with Yoda and shit, right? And right. then in the Return of the Jedi one, they were like, uh, Vader becomes good and goes to the fucking auto detail in place and gets his shit changed to white. Oh. Bro, I don't care what kind of detailing you had done on your suit, Vader. You're not showing up to that celebration on indoor and being embraced. Like, the fucking yub-nub stops playing immediately <laughs> when white suit Vader rolls up and they're talking about, <gasps> my bad. <laughs> it's a record scratch all the way. I just went to CVS and got my asthma medication as well as a copy of some car magazine and a monster soda. CVS. <laughs> um, and, and with what he's talking about, like the force sending a Jedi back. I mean, that's kind like, isn't that kind of what force ghosts are? I was, that's what I was gonna say. That's what Force Ghosts are like. That's what happened with Yoda in the, uh -huh. you know, the sequel trilogy. That's and, what happened with, with Obi Wan, Ben Skywalker, and the, you know, the original. Like, bruh, like, you know, a Force, force Ghost never just in these yeah. dudes. Force never just shows uh, like a uh, Force Ghost never just shows up and is like, yo, these are some good cheese fries, or I disagree, you know. But, like, actually right. send one back Land of the Living style? Hmm. I don't, I don't think Star Wars can handle that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like A Force Resurrection? Because th this is the thing. Once you open the Pandora's box, like, you may have, like, you know, Damon Lindelof or Dave Filoni... Right, he might put on his old riding hat one day, and be like, "Oh shit, I have a really good idea of like the Force resurrecting some Jedi for like a real good purpose." And he may do like a really cool story with it, right? But right. once you open that Pandora's box, it's not the really cool story that they do it with that becomes the issue. It's what people do with that fucking new wrinkle in canon afterwards, right? Right. Like, I think the world it, between world shit and Rebels is cool. But. I also think it is better left exactly where it is and yeah. not touched again. Yeah, because now, now that that has been introduced, the any time somebody starts coming up with a theory or speculating about Star Wars, there's going to be that one person without fail that's like, well, what about the world between worlds? Get out! We the world between worlds. <laughs> we know that's how Ahsoka was saved. Mm -hmm. I mean, that it it turns out to be a crucial plot point. Yep. In how Ahsoka <laughs> lives to see another day. Um. So we got uh. A, now we got a. Uh, now this is Vinny. You know what, Vinny the Mandalorian. I hope his helmet was on that Empire cover. That would be sick. This is a voicemail from our buddy Vinny the Mando. What's up, Hazumu? Uh, it's me, Vinny the Male Mandalorian, uh, coming at you quick with a sort of about Star Wars question. Um, I was watching the YouTubes and overseeing a movie called Cocaine Bear, and I was just take overtaken with joy at the fact that motherfucking Han Solo's out here on Earth running drugs. 
Anyways, if uh, you were to imagine a movie where maybe like Leia is doing something or like Luke were doing something on Earth, what would they be up to? Uh, anyways, y'all, thank you for a wonderful episode, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, old Alden Ehrenreich, he's he landed on his his feet, bruh. He landed right. on his feet like a cat. He's in Cocaine Bear, one of the most right. anticipated movies of 2023. I, <laughs> I want to see Cocaine Bear. I'm not going to lie. So do I. I hope it's a success and they want to expand the universe and then they let me make my movie. Uh, Diet Soda and Blunts Raccoon. I don't know, man. <laughs> Some. Taco oh Bell goodness. Raccoon. Taco Bell and Blunts Raccoon. Taco Bell Raccoon. Coming to a theater near you this summer, directed by Halls Burkhart. And it's just a you know excuse for me to hang out with a raccoon on a movie set. You know, I I know this this is a joke, but that would be an incredibly compelling stream. Watching a raccoon eat Taco Bell. You know. Watching him get it out of the bag with oh, his little hands, drink yep. out of his little soda with his oh, little hands, and like like use his little hands to unwrap the taco, right? Yeah, because they yeah. got all oh, dude. I would watch that stream. I would watch the raccoon eats Taco Bell. Dude, check this out. Check this out. I got to show you. Uh, our our pal, a friend of the podcast, right? Um, is uh, Aaron Boyd. Look at this video he sent today. Anytime one of our listeners has an encounter of the sixth kind with a raccoon, look at what he came across today, Will. Oh, it's a fat little raccoon in a dumpster. Look how cute giving, he is, buddy. He's just watching. You right? You got to admit that's he's a cute looking. raccoon. He's taking it in. He's yep. cute. Yeah. He's not being aggressive. He's scared. He's no, worried. Not yet. Yeah. He's scared. But listen, he knows he, my man Aaron Boyd is is a man a child of the light side, right? This raccoon knows he ain't got nothing to worry about. And my and no. look, Aaron Boyd said, "Oh, here, let me help him get out." There's a boat paddle. Yep. He used to stick a boat paddle in the corner. For look at that raccoon to climb out. Look at my man Aaron Boyd saving a raccoon. That's why I'm friends with that. That's dude. pretty cool. <clears throat> so if uh, if Luke Skywalker was on Earth, I I would like to think he would be hanging out with a raccoon, eating Taco Bell. That's the movie I want to see. What about you, Will? Hey, did you see how I pulled that back around to his question? Yeah, I do. I uh, I don't know what Luke would be doing. I feel like Lando would be running a casino town, like not just a casino. Like he would be the mayor of Las Vegas or something. Lando Calrissian. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Lando Calrissian would be in like the movie Casino, right? Yeah, right, right. <coughs> um, um, Han Solo would be doing some Fast and the Furious stuff, running. Nah, he's hanging out smuggling with cocaine stuff. Bear. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Leia would Is be hanging Chewbacca out with cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, Leia would be hanging out with uh, instead of cocaine bear or or Taco Bell raccoon, she'd be hanging out with uh, Whippets Wolf, a wolf that does what Whippets. Whippets Wolf. You don't know what a Whippet is? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do now. That shit that fucking 
fries your brain that they, that they use yeah. to dispense fucking uh, what is it? I think it's nitrous oxide. <sighs> no, thank you. No, Laughing gas. Yeah, ain't no laughs to be had. No, sir. No, I'll give you the womp womps. Mm-mm. No me gusta. All right, let's hear from Josh. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your old internet pal, Josh Wright. Um, wow, what a great episode of The Bad Batch. Um, this is episode nine. Um, just, I just loved it all. I thought it was maybe my favorite episode of the season so far. Definitely um, in my top three or four uh, for the entire series. Um, so much to talk about. I just, I loved all the technical aspects. The animation, uh, was amazing as it's been this whole season and series. I really liked the sound. Um, I liked how there were different environments in the cave and it was shown via the sound. So some parts of the cave were kind of echoey. Some were loud with the water rushing and then some had kind of a dead, acoustical environment where there were like no echoes at all. Um, I thought that was really cool because it would have been really easy just to make the whole cave echoey, you know, caves echo and, but no, um, they took the time to show the different spaces in the cave. And I thought that was a really cool detail. Um, I think what most of all impressed me about this episode was the writing. Um, just some great character stuff with Omega and tech. Um, you know, they didn't just do the thing like some shows do where a character leaves and then everybody just kind of carries on like nothing ever happened. Um, I like that they really tried to explore the impact that Echo leaving would have on Omega. Um, and I thought her character really rang true. Um, I have two kids myself and I'd say most kids really hate change, especially big changes that affect their living uh, situation. And Omega was going through that. Um, and they did a great job of showing that. And, and they also did a great job um, of showing how we as adults don't often do a good job of talking to children about that. Uh, they showed that through tech, obviously. Um, I thought just, just some really powerful stuff between the two of them. Um, there was also some really great action. Um, I love the stampede. Um, it almost, it almost had me wondering if they were gonna, uh, if they were, if they were, if they were going to pull a Mufasa on, um, on old, uh, wrecker there, um, getting stuck like in it. the, in the antelope stampede. Um, so anyway, at the end of the episode, um, I like that it wasn't all wrapped up. Um, I like it when it gets wrapped up sometimes, but I liked how this one wasn't yet. They're in a tough situation, but it's not impossible. Uh, they know where to find water. They have a transmitter. They could even have a space antelope uh, barbecue um, if need be. Um, so anyway, my question is, do you think they're getting their ship back? And to go along with that, what was the deal with the kid with the colander on his head um, who stole the ship? Um, something about that tells me the ship may not be, uh, very far away at all. Um, anyway, so what do you think? 
is the ship coming back? What's the deal with um, what's the deal with uh, Colander Head? All right. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, peace and love, and may the force be with you. <coughs> so, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know if the ship is coming back or not. Like, the thing I really is, don't. They'll either get it back or they'll get an upgrade. So the fact that there was like, you know, a designed character that came and you know stole the ship makes me think we'll see them again. You know, um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I don't really know. Because I, I just can't imagine. What if Crosshair comes across it? Oh, shit. He's like, there's the ship. Oh, I've got my toothpick. And he goes in there, and it's whoever stole the ship. And they're like, whoa, boss. Whoa. Whoa, crack shot. What you doing here, man? Huh? And he just smokes him and takes the ship. Oh, brutal. That's what I'm, I'm going to say happens. And then when they, they have their next confrontation, he's got their ship. Oh, and it's like a got your nose moment. Yeah. Brutal. And and he's just he's you know, uh Omega's little cubby hole in the ship, her her little bedroom. He's just turned that into nothing but bridges built out of toothpicks. He uh oh my goodness, bridges of toothpicks. He he has her little stuffed animal hung upside down in the front window. Been using it for yeah these toothprick bridges. You've never seen these. You you've seen these. Well, you know about yeah. Them. I've seen this school project head ass toothpick bridge. Yeah, toothpick bridges. Trusses and buttresses. Motherfucker got too much time on your hands. <clears throat> All right, we got one more I, email. I did the basic one, you know. Yeah, oh, I, I had to do this. I had to do a toothpick bridge in school. I didn't do like any of those grade. intricate ones. No, I did like, uh, I'm trying to see real basic ass one. That would have been, holy moly, look at this. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get out of here. The first one on the second row. This, yeah. That is, uh, yep. that's about it. That's the toothpick bridges I've been making. Um. So we got one more email. It's from Jess Smith. Jess Smith, who does our uh, our a uh, what are they? Our lo-fi jams, our Blue Harvest lo-fi jams. Nice. He says, in light of Boba Fett appearing on the Mando season three poster, how do you want to see him be laid to rest? I think a burial at sea is most fitting. So apparently, Jess thinks that is Boba Fett, but we don't think it is. Huh. Um. Because, you know, yeah, my theory is that they're going to kill him, right? They're going right. to kill Bill Fett this season. Oh, oh Robert A. Fett. They're going to kill him. I hope not. Um, But if Boba has to die, bro, it better be the most heroic ass shit in The Mandalorian. Like, it better be showing up on YouTube lists talking about top ten death scenes in popular TV shows or something. It better be something He'll die cool. protecting Grogu while... Din Djarin is squaring off with some sort of big bad. Bruh, he needs to... No, it needs to be bigger than that. He needs to die protecting Grogu, Din Djarin, Luke Skywalker, Bo-Katan, Dave Filoni. Uh, all of Mandalore. All of Mandalore, right? Uh, yeah. Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, did I say that already? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
and, and he better like uh, 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 a resurrected Kylo Ren that's just about to kiss Ray. Like anybody's favorite character, he needs to be protecting everybody's favorite character in that scene. If they're going to die, he's got to save literally the entire Star Wars timeline. <laughs> the whole time continuum has to be in his hands. Some real fucking Anakin Solo type shit for my EU nerds out there. Star by star. What happens to a, a what happens to Anakin Solo I, in Legends? He died in a, in a book called Star by Star. I think that's the one that he died in. And it was, uh, um, it was, uh, during the fucking New Jedi Order stuff, fighting the Yuuzhan Vong, and he basically, from what I remember, kind of went Force Super Saiyan, burned out in a big flash of light, and he, then he died. Oh, wow. Let's see, what, let's see what it says That's here. basically, and I mean, and that's a lesser form of what happened to Luke. Um... Anakin was unable to return as the Vong overwhelmed him and he began fighting them in an intense battle, pouring pure white energy from his fingers to disintegrate the warriors. The force energy that he drew upon overwhelmed a damaged body, having been mortally wounded going to his sister's aid, as Anakin died a beacon of light surrounded by the Yuuzhan Vong. Oh, wow. Immolate. Yep, he went Super Saiyan. That boy burned out like a LED light bulb. <coughs> All right, it buddy. Kind of reminds me of Ben's line about "Strike me down, and I shall become more powerful than you could have ever imagined." Yeah, I mean, I I knew a dude. Uh, so that book came out when I was a freshman in college, and I knew this dude who was he was to Anakin Solo fandom what I would be like to Boba Fett fandom. That's how much this dude loved Anakin Solo. And okay. He was mad. Let me tell you. Oh. Let me make sure that I'm, I think Poor it is guy. star by star. Boy, he was mad, man. Yep. Yep, this is the book. This is the book that they killed Anakin Solo in. Star by Star by Troy Denning. Troy Denning. Was it the introduction of the Yuuzhan Vong, or is that no, somewhere in no, there? No, no, no. This was about in the middle. Uh, Vector Prime was the um, introduction of I'm the Yuuzhan Vong. That's when they killed your knowledge. R.A. Salvatore Prajut. That's when they introduced the Yuuzhan <laughs> And that's also when they killed Chewbacca. Have you ever seen the... Um, the Star Wars Vector Prime commercial that they got Mark Hamill to do the uh, narration on? No, I haven't. I remember... It's funny thing, Mark Hamill keeps popping up this week. He's, um... My kid's been watching Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? Uh-huh. And uh, one of them where Mark Hamill plays himself. You know, that's, that was really fun. <laughs> and then there was one that was Batman. And it was in, like, Kevin Conroy Batman. And oh, it nice. had Mark Hamill as the Joker in that episode. So check this out. I saw this commercial on the sci-fi channel late at night and I was already hyped for this book but this bro I could have lifted the house over my head and thrown it into the <laughs> fucking stratosphere let's go yes listen watch watch I have fought the worst of all wars and witnessed the redemption of evil I have seen balance restored to the force 
but order can turn to chaos as it did when I was born. Now, with my loved ones and my loyal allies, I face a new challenge unlike any before. And I'm not sure if this time we can win. Star Wars Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore, the first novel of the new Jedi Order. Oh my goodness. Bro. That's so dramatic. I was hype. Oh my God. <laughs> Boy, was I, I just hype. imagining you lifting the house over your head. <laughs> you know what? Star Wars Vector Prime was the very first book I ever ordered off of Amazon because the local oh books a million didn't get it in on release day. Like I called them right on the landline. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Hey, did you guys get the new Star Wars book? Um, I don't know. What's it called? Uh, it's called Vector Prime. Huh? Man. And then they were like, yeah, Cordless we don't have phone. it. When's it supposed to come in? And I was like, uh, it's supposed to release today. And they were like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a truck in a couple of days. Uh, call back in a couple of days. Maybe we'll have it. And I said, no. I was like, I heard about this place called Amazon. And I was beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Fucking connected on dial-up. Asking her, I was asking my mom, okay, hey, mom, can I use your, your credit card? I'll give you the cash. I got to get Star Wars Vector Prime. Man. And I did. And I did. And I read it at school. <laughs> I'll be sitting there during fucking algebra class reading Vector Prime. Miss, uh, our teacher, Miss White, would be like, Halls, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm reading a Star Wars book. Do something about it. I'm reading a book. With his stinky ass husband. He was the At principal. school. Yeah, I'm reading. There's more important shit than algebra, Miss White. They just dropped a moon on Chewbacca. I'm a wreck over here. <laughs> oh, no. no. I can only imagine finding that out in, in school. Bruh. Be, be sniffling in my desk. Talking about... He's going to be all right. Teacher be like, Hans, what is wrong with you? I killed Chewbacca! <laughs> Who? You wouldn't understand. R.A. Salvatore, I curse your name! <laughs> all right, buddy. Bob. Bob Salvatore. Oh, Bob Salvatore! Don't let you, don't let me see you in a, in a dark alley in the middle of the night. It ain't coming, you ain't coming out... Thanks for hanging out with me and recording this week, buddy. <laughs> Dude, thanks for recording with me. So uh, I hope you get to feeling better. Me too, man. I hope I'm feeling better when I wake up in the morning because I do not want to go to work like this. <laughs> I can um, imagine. Anyways, guys, listen. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, please. And thank you. If you like our theme song, please be sure to Check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're stoned Cobra. And you can... Oh, man. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, and check out the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve. It's about video games. It's a whole lot of fun. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Wynn. May, may the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>